everybody welcome back to the podcast i hope you're enjoying season four or i guess the one episode that we've had so far but it's gonna be um a good season so got a lot of new stuff new topics i'm trying to find like i said more local ones to northern ontario so those are going to be coming up throughout the season um i also want to give a shout out to podbelly network before i start so podbelly is for all your your podcasting wants and needs. If you want to listen to podcasts, you can listen to them. If you want to learn how to make your own podcast, there's information on there. But I suggest listening to some of the, the network members. So you have Art and Jacob, Do America, Changing Hearts and Minds, Graveyard Shift, The Ectoplasm Show, Hillbilly Horror Stories, Lost Boys of Hannibal, um, Nerds on Topic, Paranormal, Paranormal Punchers, so many good ones on here we're not sure yet um so yeah i would i would suggest uh checking some of those out as well um if you're if you're inclined for anything so if you want a paranormal podcast if you want a geek podcast if you want a star wars podcast if you want a music podcast there's everything so head over to podbelly.com check them out pig out on podcasts as it were (laughs) um podcast is on there too obviously so if you want to you know listen to me that way you could find it on there i don't know how else you would find me you're listening to me you found me somehow right (laughs) um and another new thing that we're going to be trying out this year we're jumping aboard the patreon train a lot of other podcasts have patreon and it's a good way to kind of get support for the show and if you're a listener get maybe some bonuses so podcast is set up on patreon you can head over to patreon.com slash the podcast there's different tiers as usual if you're familiar with patreon if you're not there's different ways you can support so you know there's a small a medium and a large slice of pie you can get different stuff with each one so i suggest signing up supporting the show of course i suggest it because you know that's what i'm going to do to promote myself but you will have um stuff you get with them so you get shout outs and stickers and bonus content and early access and all that fun stuff i'm just sort of ramping that up and there'll be you know more to come see how it goes and hopefully you know give me a dollar to make me holler (laughs) that sounds terrible what what am i doing um so i wanted to do that as well the t-shirt shop is back up i recently moved back to t public from hosting my own just because there was a lot of issues and a lot of delays and issues with shipping and stuff so you know drop shipping is good if you have a lot of time and effort to put into it if you want to make it your full-time business i guess if you're not and you want to look for an easy way i went back to t public so that's what i'm doing so you can find the shop on there it's under little geek lost so it's tpublic.com slash user slash little geek lost and you'll find all the podcast t-shirts on there as well as little geek lost t-shirts and there's a subcategory called slashers where all my fun slasher designs are. So you have, you know, Freddy is my dream guy and Michael is my jogging partner and Norman calls me mother and Hannibal has dinner with me or, you know, whatever. There's all different kinds of them. I don't know them all offhand. Um, so I suggest checking out those as well because they're kind of cool horror slasher type shirts. So now on with the show um as you can tell by today's topic it is forest circles and when you think forest circles i'm sure you think maybe fairy circles um the circles of mushrooms that you'll find in the forest but we're not talking about those we're talking about 
circles that are found mainly in boreal forests, which is kind of weird. Um, that's what a lot of northern Ontario, where I am, is made up of, and as well as in Russia and other places. So there's really it's something that I stumbled upon on the internet, which is kind of strange um, that happening right around me that I don't even I didn't even know about. Um, some of the towns are only a few hours away. And it's something that I might go to in the summer when there's less snow on the ground because there's way too much snow right now to go on, you know, looking for, you wouldn't be able to see them anyways in the woods. So there's, I guess, like thousands of forest circles um, in Northern Ontario. And you can see them a lot from the air and they look, I guess they sort of look like, like areas where trees aren't growing or there's stuff just not growing. And you can see them really good from the air, but on the ground, you could not even know they're there, um, I guess, just because of how big they are. And they range in size from 30 meters to two kilometers. So if you live in a place where it's, you know, not the metric system and you measure things by feet and cups and, you know, arbitrary <laughs> handfuls, then you can figure out how big two kilometers is on your own. <laughs> um, and I guess the average one is about 91 meters across. And they've documented over 2,000 of them just in Northern Ontario, but they estimate there's closer to 8,000 of them. So what are they? <laughs> since, since they were discovered from aerial photos, I guess it was about 50 years ago, that there's been a whole pile of scientists that have been trying to figure out what they, what they are. Um, those scientists are biologists, geologists, and, and forestry people. They've been trying to figure out what is causing these circles? They had every kind of explanation from UFOs. Um, some astronomers suggested the rings may be meteors that had hit. And I guess that was like, you know, the crater for them possibly. And prospectors of the area would say that they're more a signal of diamond bearing kimberlites, which I guess is type of igneous rock. And there's a quote that says, We've been working on the ring since 1998 and there have been many developments, but there are still many unanswered questions. And that was from Stu Hamilton, who is a Sudbury-based geochemist with the Sedimentary Geoscience Section of the Ontario Geological Survey. <laughs> a lot of big science-y words. Basically, they're rock nerds. And they're trying to figure out what what is causing these circles. Um, I guess this guy, Stu Hamilton, first became, that sounds rude, I guess this guy, <laughs> he first became interested in the rings in 1997 uh, when a Sudbury prospector and geologist Bob Comarca, Comarca <laughs> asked him about potential kimberlite link. Now he has some theories of his own, I guess, on how these giant circles were created and he had actually written a paper discussing some of the strange electrical phenomenon that occur in the rings. So according to Hamilton, the forest rings are caused by giant naturally occurring electrochemical cells, big centers of negative energy called reduced chimneys that are frequently situated over metal or mineral deposits or methane, which is a natural gas source. So he's figuring that it's a combination of electricity, over top of metal or mineral. They think of them as natural electrical batteries with a negative charge in carbonate soil and surrounded by oxygen that carries a positive charge. 
The current from the batteries, the negative charge, travels outward and where it meets the positive charge, acidic conditions are created that eat away at the soil, causing it to drop in a circular depression around the battery. So that's his explanation of what the circles are. He figures that they're basically nature batteries, um, batteries that are just occurring in the wild. And I guess that's not really like, when you think of batteries, you think of like, you know, your car battery or the batteries in your remote control or the batteries in your cell phone. And these are just sort of natural batteries, which is a term for, you know, things that are giving off a charge. And that's kind of what is causing the the soil to be eaten away and things not to grow. And because it's, you know, moves outward in a circle, that's why there's the big circle. So it's probably the range of where the limit is rounded of what the deposit is in combination with the electrical charge that's being created in, in nature around it. Um, so that's, that's his theory on it. So how this all started, I guess, from, from his point of view is that the origin of the methane based forest circles lies in the glaciers and glacial lakes that at one time covered the province. So in Ontario, we're on the Canadian shield and there used to be a lot of glaciers and lakes and that's kind of what led to the Great Lakes down in uh, towards the southern part of Ontario. And as the glaciers began to recede, they left behind a mix of clay and other sediment. So then bacteria began eating the dead plankton and other organic matter that was in the clay. And this process can last, can only last a few thousand years before the organic matter is consumed. So then that produced methane, which is the chemical that is the principal component in natural gas. And we use a lot of natural gas here for heating our homes. So there's a lot that we, I guess, mine in the area. I mean, it's, I guess you mine gas. I don't know. You gather gas. How do you collect gas? It's weird. <laughs> um, and they say in the case of the forest circles that the methane is released into the atmosphere due to the oppressions of the rings. So that's what causes the the methane in there and the natural gas and that's sort of what causes the the ground to you know not have anything grow on it um, because the forest goes out in a circle for example if you throw a stick in the water and it first makes a stick shape and then it hits the water and the perfect circles go out from that and electricity is just the same that's how you get these perfectly formed forest circles um, because that's just sort of how nature is everything flows out in a circle and that's how you get the circles that are out in the forest and I guess that through you know the research and in collaboration with some other scientists um, they have a debate going back and forth about other theories of the circles formation um, it looks like some other people you know, they're taking a real interest in it and they find it interesting that the the water rock interactions release materials and growth in the biosphere and there's bacteria and stuff involved. It's a whole crazy mess of science, I guess. Um, so in the case of the forest circles, they appear to create oxygen-free conditions and that supports the methane-producing bacteria below the ground to oxidize bacteria near the earth's surface and that kind of is what is leading to the rings i guess it's all a combination of methane and bacteria and electricity and that's what is forming these crazy circles that are out in nature um 
And I, in the show notes, like I'll put some of the pictures in and I'll probably put it in the show art as well. But you can even just Google like Northern Ontario circles. And it's crazy. And you see like how many of them are actually out there. It's not just like one or two, it's thousands of them that are huge. And it's just, it's really crazy to, to see them and not know that they were there. Um, and I guess the reasoning that there's so many here and concentrated around where I am um, is because of the boreal forest and the way that is it is made up. Um, and they're also in the Yukon, Quebec, Russia, and Australia, which again have the boreal forest. And it's, I guess it's a matter of where the natural gas is. And they suggest that the gas is very geologically young and that is still likely something that is produced and escaping the atmosphere and northern ontario has the youngest and most extensive extensive glacial clay deposits in the world and therefore that's why we have the most rings here and the scientist good old Stu hamilton <laughs> um he estimates that 80 percent to 85 percent of the region's rings are methane based with the rest being the result of the kimberlite um there's also i guess a combination of some hydrogen sulfide, which is where you get the really smelly rotten egg smell. There's metal-based sources such as nickel, copper, and zinc, and buried peat. And there is a lot of nickel and copper mines around here, especially around Sudbury. So, I mean, that's a really good source of metal in the earth that could be causing these circles. And they're all sources that would lead to the electrical charge in combination with the methane to form the electrical natural battery and create a giant circle out in the woods. Um, they say that the rings are a large potential source of relatively clean natural gas because they're, you know, you can easily find them from the circles. But on the other hand, they are constantly venting methane into the atmosphere, which has a greenhouse gas equivalent that is more than 20 times that of carbon dioxide. So they are kind of a problem for the environment. Um, I guess some companies are trying to develop technology to extract the gas from them, but it's probably, you know, it's, it's something that's an ongoing process because you got to make sure you don't damage the earth and the forest around it. And there's a lot that goes into natural gas mining. Um, and again, with the electrical charge, like the source of the charge is still really unclear. Um, they say it's definitely not a UFO thing or crop circles or meteors falling from the sky, but the rings do have a lot of mysterious potential behind them. Like it's a puzzle. Um, even though the majority of them are caused by methane and chemicals, there's no definitive answer for a hundred percent of them. There are still some that maybe don't have the methane and the chemicals there. So they don't really know what is causing them. And I think the, you know, the thing that makes it even more strange, like I said, is that they're perfectly huge circles. And yeah, nature has a lot of stuff that is circles. I mean, fairy rings with the mushrooms are circles and you see those out in nature. But it's really strange to, you know, look at these pictures of the forest that's around me and just have giant circles that are out there, giant methane circles, electrical charge circles. The thing that I found when looking into this is they didn't really say if you can feel the electrical charge. And I think that's something that would be kind of interesting because they did say that you couldn't, you wouldn't really notice them from the ground if you're just walking, but that they do have this electrical charge in them. And if there's a lot of bacteria and methane 
that's eating them and causing all these chemical reactions and everything. It'd be really interesting to know that if you're just out there for a hike, if you would happen to notice it, um, maybe if you took, well, I don't know if it affects electromagnetic fields. So I was going to say, maybe if you took an EMF meter, if it would pick it up. But I think because it's just an electrical charge, but there's probably some tools that you can take, you know, to, to look at electrical fields that are out in the wild and see what kind of charges are out there. I mean, that's how they had to have figured out that there was charges, right, at some point. So that's something I'd really be interested in um, finding out. So that's something, again, that I might look at doing in the summer once all the snow is gone. Maybe go out there on, you know, an adventure and look at the circles, take some pictures, do an investigation, see see what they're all about. Um, I apologize if this episode's a little bit short. I've been working a lot of overtime recently and I'm just exhausted on, on a daily basis. But I really wanted to do this topic and I wanted to get it out there. Um, so yeah, I, I would say, you know, I'm going to have pictures in the show art and everything, but if you're more interested in the crazy forest circles in Northern Ontario, that you should totally go ahead and Google it. There's a lot of cool pictures. Um, it's kind of hard to get across on an audio podcast. Maybe I need to look at doing video podcasts. Um, so that kind of leads me into some other stuff. There's, I guess, updates. Um, some things that I'm looking at doing this year, possibly if I can find reputable sources, is taking some courses on paranormal investigation and also cryptozoology. There's some cool online courses. It's just a matter of finding out ones that aren't really a scam. And it's not like it's not like I'm taking them to put towards any sort of degree or to put on my resume or anything like that. I'm taking them just because I think it's interesting and it'd be interesting to do a course on cryptozoology. I mean, I could probably do a lot of the research on that on my own, but just doing it as a course, it seems like it's it's a bit more interesting. I always had fun in school learning new topics. And then as well as doing paranormal investigation, because that's something I'd like to try and do a little bit more of this year, as time permits, when the weather is nicer, <laughs> is getting out and doing some more investigations. I did two ghost hunts. I'd like to try and do some more, just general ones around around town. So that's some of the those things that I'm looking at in terms of furthering my knowledge of, you know, cryptids and paranormal type stuff. Um... As well, I'm looking at probably streaming some stuff on Twitch. So possibly some games, which doesn't really apply to this podcast. Um, I want to look at streaming The Sims because I've had people ask me before about streaming it for years. Because they basically just make people and build murder houses. And I think it's hilarious. (laughs) And I'm also looking at possibly streaming the podcast. So live on Twitch, um, dressing up with some of my costume makeup, which you've probably seen on my website or on Instagram, and doing my topics that way. So then there'd be the audio, but then also there would be the visual part of it as well. So that's just another thing I'm looking at doing this year. Um, yeah, I I kind of want to do a giveaway. So I guess it's like, if anyone, it's going to be a little, you know, prize pack from the podcast and Little Geek Lost. So if you're listening to this and you made it this far, message me on Instagram at cherry cyanide with two N's or on Twitter at cherry cyanide with two N's or on Instagram on the podcast account, which is at um, the podcast pod and just send me a DM saying you want a prize pack. And that's all it's going to be. 
Um, I'm not going to put that out there on, you know, specifically on text or on short. So that's the only place you can hear it. So if you DM me on any of my social medias, Instagram or Twitter, and say you want a prize pack, I will get in touch, you know, get your address and send you a prize pack, some stickers and some extra bonus stuff <laughs> for the podcast. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Again, I apologize that it's so short. Being exhausted from working overtime really sucks, but it's something that we all got to do, right? So hopefully you will stick around and listen to more episodes. Season four, like I said, is going to be a lot more interesting local topics. I'm trying to get out there and find more spooky things locally. So if you live in Northern Ontario or the Thunder Bay area, you can get in touch with me if you have a story and you want to come on the show as well. And we'll look at, we'll look at having you on. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast apps. Just look for the podcast. And as well, the Podbelly Network. Check them out at podbelly.com on the internet for all your podcast needs and wants. And you can find my shop at shop.littlegeekloss.com with all my fun t-shirts as well as everything else, you know, for me at littlegeekloss.com on the internet. Check that out as well.